Welcome friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. God is in the middle of doing something big in our lives. And um, if you have not been with us over the last month, uh, it's been amazing. We started a series on the Holy Spirit, and not just about who the Holy Spirit is, but what the Holy Spirit's going to do in our lives. And we have felt so compelled because of the incredible response of not only here in Rome, but around the world. Last week's message was watched by 299,000 people. Now, you're clapping, but I'm so happy because when I came here with the, with the plan to try to reach a million people, I had no idea what was going to happen. Initially, in my head, I thought, like I had been doing for years, I would get on airplanes, and I'd go to India, and I'd go to other parts of the world. I won't list all those parts, because I know what's happening on the camera right now. And I would preach crusades where thousands and thousands of people would show up. I thought I'd live in Rome, pastor this great church, and keep doing what I've been doing. Well, the Lord said, no, I need you to stay right there. Because those people need a little help. Not kidding. And we're going to push. And we're going to pray. And we're going to see what God can do. Not what man can do, but what can God do. So if you think about the numbers with me, and if last Sunday alone with one message, we reached 299,000 people around the world with one message, how fast are we going to reach millions? So with those numbers, I'm here to announce to you today that we have climbed over the one million person that has been reached. I can't tell you the numbers of people that write into us every week starting Sunday afternoon and say the answers to prayer that has happened in their life. The people that have gathered in different countries to just sit in front of a computer or a television screen to watch what we're doing here in Rome. I'm honored. I'm amazed that God would choose to do it this way. I had no idea it was going to be this way. But we know that this base, this place, needs to get bigger. I'm grateful for the hundreds of people that called this their church. 
we, we believe that that number is somewhere in the 400 person number that show up to Rome. If we all showed up at one time, <laughs> dear Lord, they'd all be standing way outside in the street because the way our church works today, let's give you an example. There's approximately 150 people that are gone on assignment from the United Nations or their workplace or have been called away because of other types of work and things. That's your brothers and sisters that are with you here in our church. So we've decided, the leadership of our church has decided, this place cannot contain what we need to keep doing. So we have gone on an adventure to find a location here in Rome that is bigger than this and that has easier access from the metro. So you have to take a bus, a metro, another bus, a train, and then walk. And for all you people that drive cars, places that have parking. I, I think their church should be able to facilitate parking. But have more classrooms for our children. And have more classrooms for our teenagers. And have more ability to do more things in our church. If you're new to our church, it's real simple. There's a couple rooms over there, and there's a couple rooms over there, and that's all we got. We have no parking. And if you came today, you figured out it's hard to get here. It takes a while. But God is giving us the ability to think bigger than ourselves and reach outside these walls. They've been good for 10 years, but now God wants us to move. So I'm here to announce an update of where we stand in our financial matters in regards to our legacy campaign. So, so far in this giving from you guys on a Sunday basis, we have now reached 46,571 euro. That's just in a few months. That is great. With people making a commitment to give 63,120 euro. Uh, your clapping today is terrible. I just want you to know. Terrible. If you had just watched your soccer team, football team, score a goal, you'd been jumping up and down, screaming, doing all kinds of other crazy things. And that's to put a little round ball in a net. We raised 46,000 euro, and you think, oh, yeah, that's nice. Well, that's really good. <laughs> On top of that, you know your pastor has been working hard, going back and forth to America to help raise some more additional funds. You've been so kind to not give me a hard time about doing that. And I want to announce to you, as of right now, 
we've raised $201,418. That's not pledges. That's not promises. That's cash in the bank. Let me tell you. To me, I like cash in the bank. Anybody like, like that? It's one thing to think, well, I got this money coming, but I like to know that it's in the bank. All right? So that makes us over $250,000 that has been raised in just a few months. Now, I'm going to be really honest with you. You cannot buy anything in this city for $250,000. Nothing. Okay? So it's just not possible. We're talking a million or more. Okay? So reality has got to set in here. So what does that mean, Pastor? That means I need every one of you to do something. I need you, if you're new to our church, I need you when you exit today to pick up one of our building legacy cards. And I want you to fill that out. And I want you to give it to one of the ushers. Bring it back next Sunday. And I want you to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. Now, this is towards the end of the year. Next year, we'll start again because we got to raise a lot of money. Okay? And some of you, you're, you're, you haven't got in there yet. I'm ready for you to get in there. It doesn't matter to me if you give 50 euro, 500 euro, 5,000 euro, 5 million euro. I want you to give something. I want, this is your church. This is our church. Okay? As your pastor, I'm working hard to raise this money. I'm doing my part. But I need you to do your part. This is your church. This is where you show up to church. You're watching on live stream. I know that I've become your pastor. I got that. And I got thousands of you watching every Sunday. I got that. But I need you to help me. At the end of this stream today, there'll be information on the bottom that you can contact us. And we can set you up so that you can start giving online. I want you, live stream audience, to partner with us. Because I want to keep going. I want to keep reaching more people. My friend, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is going to help us. So I'm glad to bring you this update today. And so let me get to preaching the word to you today. As you've heard, our Bible verse for the month is Isaiah chapter 61, verse number 1. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Now, I didn't think it was unusual that I use in the communion service today the same prophet. The same prophet is now in chapter 61 giving you some information that again a few thousand years down the road will affect us. The Holy Spirit is for us. 
Do you believe that? Maybe that child wants to go to the children's department, gentleman in the back. <laughs> okay. See, the Holy Spirit, as we've been preaching this entire month of October, and now we're going to carry it over into November, I want to preach to you this series called The Place of anointing. The place of anointing. Because so oftentimes you think that's somebody else. That's some other place. Hopefully this month I will show you from scripture and I hope it doesn't even take a month. I hope you will get it today. The Holy Spirit Brings an anointing to your life that you can only get, you can only have from the Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit gives the anointing and the only place you can get this anointing is from the Holy Spirit, then to me, I'd say, okay, I need that anointing. So why do you need this anointing? What I've if you're new to us today and you've never watched before, last month I said these two things. The Holy Spirit is for us to be a witness. Okay, number one. Number two, the Holy Spirit is for us to live a holy life. Now all of us, including all you around the world, need to be more holy. Is there any person in this room that feels you're so holy you don't need any more of God? Would you please identify yourself? I've got security in the back that will help you quickly. There's nobody. nobody I don't feel that way. We all need more of God in our lives. So our verse from last month said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Did you hear that word? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you, remember what I just said, will be the witness. So what I said the Holy Spirit's going to have you do is be a witness. In Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Now, do you figure out the order of what I've done, what I've done today? Did you figure out that I gave you the announcement that last Sunday we reached 299,000 people on that live stream back there? So we are together. This is our church. This is our ministry. This is our message. Let me go one more. This is our witness to the world because we're producing this here. We are producing this. All those tech kids back there, all of us are producing this. Are you getting it? To be the witness. Are you getting that? 
say, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I've just told you what you're doing. Last week, you reached 299,000 people. You did. You say, no, 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 I just sat in my chair. No, 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 no. Then you just missed everything I just said. We're the church. It's our message. I think it's going to take a little time. So, how am I going to do this? The Holy Spirit brings the anointing. You think it's just mere words that are given over that live stream? You think it's just mere words that touches your life every week? Is it just simple words? It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit on those words so that you're receiving not from man, but from God. There should have been a whole lot more amens than that. So I'm going to give you two points today. Your life is anointed. Look at your neighbor and say, your life's anointed. Come on, Italians in the room. Maria, get them, tell them their neighbor. I know it takes a minute for them to get it. Isn't that powerful? Point one, your life is anointed. Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says it like this. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Think about that. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. You know who Jesus is. With the Holy Spirit and power. King James says Holy Ghost and power. Acts chapter 8 verse number 11 says it like this. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus, uh, that's the wrong one. Take them back out. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, think about that. One of my techies looked that verse up. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. So we go back to our verse from last week. So we're talking about the Holy Spirit being in you, right? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Romans, Romans 8, 11. Tech it in, pull it back out. But you will receive power. But the same Spirit. Are you getting me? Are you tracking me? Because a lot of people get this all confused. We're not talking about you. You're not talking about me. We're talking about somebody else. No, no, no. I'm talking about us. The Holy Spirit comes upon us. The Holy Spirit anoints us. The Holy Spirit empowers us. 
The Holy Spirit dwells within us. Are you, are you tracking me? Are you getting that? Because if you get that, you understand that the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, then that power dwells in you. So if that power dwells in you, that anointing dwells in you. I want that anointing in my life. Are you listening to me today? That doesn't come from man. It comes from God. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Wow, 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 wow. I don't know but you. But if it can raise Jesus from the dead, it can sure help me. Hello? It can sure work in my life. So the Holy Spirit, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Remember, just raise Jesus from the dead. The same Spirit's coming on you, and he's asking you, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you can be a witness. Okay. It may take me a little bit, but I'm going to get it to you. So our Bible verse for the month, but the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Okay, we're going to say that together. Just that little first part. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Okay, you Italians read it when I'm reading in English. Okay, everybody, all, all, all of you read it together. Just that little first part. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Now listen. I am doing my very best for you to understand that the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. The same spirit that came on the day of Pentecost comes on us. That the same spirit that anointed Jesus is the same spirit that anoints you. The same spirit that anointed Peter on the day of Pentecost anoints you. Are you getting this? So in other words, people think, no, 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 that spirit was back then. It's a new spirit today. No, 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 no. It's not like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Old Testament. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, New Testament. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Rome, 2019. Come on. It's the same God. Of the Old Testament is the same God of the New Testament. It's the same God of Rome of 2019. It's the same Jesus of the Old Testament. It's the same Jesus of the New Testament. It's the same Jesus of 2019, Rome, or wherever you're at. 
Now here's the kicker. It's the same spirit of the Old Testament. It's the same spirit of the New Testament. And it's the same spirit of 2019 in Rome. Or whatever country you're watching from. Now get it. Listen. I can't communicate that any better than what I just did. So when you think you don't have power to be a witness, you just said that pastor's a liar. That pastor didn't tell me the truth. I'm telling you the truth. That that same spirit that anoints me right now, it can anoint you today. I'm telling you, it'll change you. When you look at your Jerusalem and your Judea and your Samaria and you think, how does that affect me? That affects your Rome or whatever country you're in or whatever city you're in. It affects the area around you. So don't tell me I can't be a witness at my job. I just messed up your theology. Because the Bible said you're to be a witness in your Jerusalem. Your Jerusalem is your Jeru- where you are presently. Are you getting me? So if the Holy Spirit's on you, and you are filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit, you're going to be this witness. But there will be an evidence that you've received this gift of the Holy Spirit. You will begin to speak in an unknown language. Now, I have tried my best, and I'm going to keep trying to learn Italian. My comprehension of Italian is very good. I go to meetings now. I take my translators I tell them, I tell my translator before my translator even says what they're translating, I say, this is what the person just said. Yes, pastor, why do you need me? I just want to make sure. But my speech of my Italian is not good. I get my words all messed up. I say things backwards. And I think, dear Lord, that's terrible. So I mess up. Now, Pastor Jen, oh my, amazing. They say women have all these words, but she's got all those words in English, and she has all those words in Italian. She got all these words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just show up for your women's thing today. All right. Why us men go fend for ourselves. Listen, I'm not talking about learned language here. That you go to school and somebody teaches you how to speak in an unknown language. The Holy Spirit gives you this language. And you begin to pray in a heavenly language. And all of us, all of us need it. So there will be evidence then that happens in your life if you're filled what I taught you last week. Your prayer life will increase. I'm telling you. 
you'll pray more. Because you start praying in English or Italian or Portuguese or French or whatever language you speak. Or Swahili or... I got you. You pray in that because that's your native tongue or Tagalog or... I'm trying to think of all my nations sitting out here. Uh, I ain't going to get them all, so I'm not naming your country. And you say that. And then you may pray in English or you may pray in Italian. I'm asking you to go one more step. Pray in the Spirit. Prayer life will increase. Your obedience increases. How many would never like to disobey God again? Oh, listen, I have a church that we don't have liars. Surely you would not like to disobey God. The Holy Spirit will help you. And thirdly, it will help your boldness. Your boldness will increase. Because some of you are shy by nature. And you say, how am I going to stand up on the day of Pentecost and preach to 3,000 people? How am I going to stand up in my workplace? How am I going to stand up in my school? How am I going to stand up to my neighbor? The Holy Spirit. See, on a daily basis, I'm asking you to ask the Lord to anoint you. Every day. Say, Holy Spirit, anoint me. Every week when we come to this altar, I'm asking you to ask the Holy Spirit to anoint you. At this altar today, I'm going to ask you to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Those of you that have been filled, to refill you. Those of you that have never been filled, to be filled. I want you, when you come today, to ask more of the Holy Spirit. I know this is new for so many. But we've preached God. And God is a good God. And we preach Jesus. But I would not be a good pastor if I did not preach to you about the Holy Spirit. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And you walked in today to a Pentecostal church that believes in the Holy Spirit. There are churches outside these doors that do not believe in the Holy Spirit. I know that. But I'm telling you what the Bible says. It's not what we made up as doctrine. The Holy Spirit is relevant for today. So today I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. To open your mouth and allow the Holy Spirit. See, you cannot speak in a heavenly language and speak in Italian at the same time. I'm just telling you. You can't speak in a heavenly language and speak in English at the same time. Two languages cannot come out of your mouth exactly at the same time. If you open your mouth, the Holy Spirit will, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, will fill you. Number two, number one, your life is going to be anointed. Number two, your message is anointed. So if your life is anointed, it's really easy to get your message anointed. 
First Corinthians chapter two, verse four says it like this. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Just one with words. I don't want to give you words. I want there to be a demonstration of the Spirit's power as those words settle on your heart and on your life. See, when you say, I'm going to give my message, you're talking on the bus, you're talking at school, you're talking at your job, then the Holy Spirit will put the words in your mouth, in your language that you're speaking to. So in other words, if you're speaking in Spanish, then the words are going to come out of your mouth in Spanish, anointed by God. Say, really? Well, that person isn't going to be able to understand tongues. Hello? It's just just like people every once in a while start uh, or say something to me in Swahili. Now listen. I am never going to learn that language. That ain't going to happen. Okay? But how many in this room can speak a little Swahili? Raise your hand. Come on. Come on. All right. Put your hands back down. All right. Now, if they said something to you in Swahili, you'd look at them like, what are you saying? Right? But if you were an English speaker and someone told you something in English, you would understand, right? So I'm asking you for your message in your language that you're speaking to someone else, receiving your language to be and will be anointed by the Holy Spirit. I love it. God will put the words in your mouth. And the Holy Spirit will anoint those words. (laughs) I love we use the screen for that. Think about it. God puts the words. You say, I don't know what to say. God will put the words in there. Well, I didn't have any training. God's going to put the words in there. I didn't go to all the classes. God will put the words in there. Do you hear what I just say? The Holy Spirit will anoint you. Those words that's going to come out of your mouth are given by God and anointed by the Holy Spirit. See, we have this incredible message to tell. It's about God's amazing grace. It's about God's mercy. It's about God's love. It's about God's forgiveness. It's about God's answers to prayer. Has God ever answered your prayer? It's that's the message. This has God answered my prayer. This has God changed my life. This is how God showed me his love. Are you listening? And as this love goes forth, and as his mercy goes forth, we receive this. This is our message. It's about God's provision. Has God ever provided for you? Giving you a job or giving you a pay raise or giving you resources. This is your testimony. 
This is your message. I love it when uh, we have a number of university students that come to our church and, and, and they take these exams. It seems like they're always taking an exam. I think they make it up so they think their pastor is going to pray more. But they seem to always be taking an exam. And they line up on Sunday. If you're wondering why all these people are lining up, they're asking for prayer for their exams. I'm telling you. The Indians run up here because they know they need a lot of help. Now, they are extremely smart kids, but they say, I need some more help. We can learn from that. I'm not giving you just an illustration to be given an illustration. We need God's help. We may have studied. We may have prepared. But we need God's help. On your job, you may have done your best, but you need God's help. Understand? This message is about God's miracles in our lives. You've heard my story of the tumor coming out of my head. That's an incredible miracle. Doctors couldn't do it, but God could do it. Miracles happen. It's about God's direction. It's your message that God directed me to do or to go. God directs us. He directs our paths. He directs our lives. He directs us, our families. He directs our children. All you students that are away from home right now and you're studying in this city, I'm telling you, you've got people praying for you. You've got mamas and daddies and churches that are praying for you. It's about God. The message is about God opening doors in your life. How'd that door get open? God. How'd I get that job? God. How'd I get that pay raise? God. How'd I get into that school? God. Do you hear what I just said? It's God. Listen, if you could fix your own problems, you'd fix all your problems. Hello? But we need God. It's about God changing your life. See, this is your story. If you want to tell somebody that God healed your pastor of a tumor, go ahead. They want to come and meet me, and I can tell them myself, I'll tell them. But this is your story. I don't know how much training you need to be able to say, this is what God has done for me. This is God changed my life. This is how God took me out of sin. This is how God healed my body. This is how God changed my life. Did you hear what I just said? This is the message. It's your message. It's your story. Everybody's got a story. But you shall be witnesses. You're a witness of God's amazing grace. You're a witness of God's mercy. You're a witness of God's provision. You are, mer you are mercifully saying to God, God, I thank you. And I'm going to tell people. How are we going to reach millions? We're going to tell people. You can't keep this to yourself. How can you keep God's mercy and God's love to yourself? 
What if this week 299,000 people got out and told one person? We're already at 600,000. Do you hear what I just said? It doesn't take, I'm not asking you to go win the world. Jesus is going to win the world. I'm asking you to be his witness. I'm asking you to tell of his love. I'm asking you to tell of his mercy. I'm asking you to tell of his grace. I'm asking you. You should say amen. I'm asking you. And I'm going to go a step further today. Because now you know who your pastor is. I'm telling you, be a witness. Tell people. I got a lost city outside these doors. Not everybody's a Christian. They need to hear your story. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witness. And our verse for the month, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me, he has anointed you to proclaim good news. It's an incredible message. It's good news. Good news that your life can be changed. Good news that you can be healed. Good news that you can be delivered. Good news that your family can be restored. Good news of God's mercy and God's grace and God's forgiveness. Have you heard me say it once today? Have you heard me say it two times? I'm here to yell it from the top of my voice. God loves you and he has a plan for your life. Pastor, you're all worked up today. I got a powerful message to give you. I can yell it. I can tell it. I can whisper it. But my friend, it's up to you to receive it. And I'm asking you today to receive it. Get a hold of this Holy Spirit that I've been talking about. And let him empower you to be what God has intended for your life. Would you bow your heads, please? Today you've heard a word from the Lord. And I believe God has spoken to you. So if you say this prayer with me, I know God can change your life. They're saying it live here in Rome right now. With me, because God can change your life. God has a plan for you. I've told you that. And I want you to believe it with all of your heart. So will you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life this day. Change me. Help me. I pray, oh God, I'm going to live for you. Friend, if you've just said that prayer, I can tell you that God has just changed you and has come into your life. Now I believe that today you may have listened to this and you've known that God already lives in your life. Well, God wants to speak to you and help you. So I'm going to pray a second prayer, and that prayer is for a miracle to happen for you this day. I believe in miracles. I know you do as well. 
So let's pray and let God touch you right where you're listening to this sermon. Lord, I thank you today for my friend that has heard this message. Lord, I know that they have needs and situations that's going on in their life. God, you're a big God and you hear and answer our prayers. So today, oh God, will you hear this prayer from your humble servant? God, will you answer this prayer on my new friend's behalf? Will you heal them? Will you touch them? Will you guide them? Lord, come in right now, wherever they're listening, Lord, and answer their prayer. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. If you've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer with me, I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? You're going to see, scrolled on the bottom of this, a website with an email address. If you said the prayer that said, God, come into my heart, or today you're believing with me for a miracle, I want you to drop us a quick note and say, hey, pastor, I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. You know, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life, and I'll guarantee you, your best days are still in front of you. So God bless you, and join us next week.